0: As I uh, mentioned as we began this morning, um, we would like to impart a blessing upon our veterans at the end of Mass. But so that we know who they are, could I ask all the veterans in the church this morning to please stand so we can recognize you and thank you? Thank you very, very much, uh, gentlemen, for your service. I think we're uh, in a safe place because of you, and, and we're all very thankful for that. I'd like to thank the scouts as well for uh, being the, the guards or the color guard this morning. can't leave you guys out. <laughs> thank you. This morning, my homily is going to be a little bit, uh, well, not a little bit, but quite a bit about history. Um, and uh, I hope that you know we can... Help you to understand why we are celebrating, what we are celebrating today, which is, you know, the the, the dedication of the Lateran Basilica in Rome. You know, very early on in our church's history, um, the first Christians felt that it was very, very important to to spend time celebrating the anniversary of the death of their loved ones, and particularly the martyrs. They uh, you know, they, they gathered each year on that particular date to, to pray in the presence of uh, the martyr's remains. And uh, uh, oftentimes the, the Eucharist was celebrated there uh, because there was, you know, they, they realized that these individuals had given their lives up for this faith of ours. And as that develops a little bit more, then there is a development of celebrating the anniversaries of the election of the bishop or the pope. And right around that same time, there is um, uh, a desire to celebrate the anniversary of the consecration of their church. And and most especially the anniversary of the consecration of the Cathedral of the Diocese. You know, back on March the 22nd of this year, we celebrated the anniversary of the dedication of this space uh, ten years ago. Our church is uh, ten years old this year, in the 30th anniversary of the parish. This past Monday, uh, the Archdiocese of Cincinnati celebrated the anniversary of uh, our cathedral downtown. Uh, on Sunday evening, there was a big celebration, and many of the priests were there and uh, uh, the bishops uh, just to you know, remember what that place is all about and the the uh, um, you know the place it, it ought to hold in our hearts and, and certainly in our minds, uh, very, very important. And, and it, this comes out of an ancient tradition. Actually, if you look into the Old Testament and you check out the book of Maccabees, uh, it's a book that we Catholics have and uh, the Protestants threw out for a couple of different reasons. It, it has in there uh, that, that Judas Maccabeus uh, set up an annual celebration of the rededication of the temple. So an opportunity for people to you know, be joyful about uh, the presence of God in their midst. And, you know, uh, it, it, it is important to us. This building stands as a sign of God's presence in our midst. Whether you're coming in here for Sunday prayer or you know driving by on the street every day, uh, it, it says something to us and it says something to the community. And of course, the cathedral in Rome is the most important building for us as Catholic Christians. And of course, we think that the, uh, um, you know, the, the, the biggest and the most impressive building that any of us know about, uh, St. Peter's, is the cathedral, but it is not. Uh, and actually, the name of uh, the basilica is, is actually the Basilica of St. Peter and Paul. So most people don't even know that it's also named after St. Paul. And it's, it is merely a shrine built over the grave, the tomb of Peter by Constantine back in the fourth century. It is not the cathedral then of the city of Rome or the the primary church, uh, the cathedral of our church. And and that happens to be, again, what we celebrate today. And the the title of the church is actually Patriarchal Basilica of the Most Holy Savior and St. John the Baptist at the Lateran. And so we've shortened that to uh, simply St. John Lateran. Uh, seems to suit the situation. And it's in becoming the Bishop of Rome that a person is the Pope. So, you know, uh, the Holy Father, Francis, uh, is often at St. John Lateran for very, very important occasions uh, and uh, celebrates there. And when he has important announcements, they are often as he's seated in the cathedra in that particular church. Uh, Again, not St. Peter. So it's the Pope's church and it's our church. It's the mother church of, uh, 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 of, uh, for Catholics. And it comes about in a very sort of strange way. There was a Roman senator whose name was uh, Plautinus Laternus. And he winds up being executed by the emperor Nero. And usually when that happened, all of your property was uh, taken by the, the emperor. And uh, the empire holds on to this for a couple of hundred years and then constantine comes about and he having legalized christianity in 312 he probably under the influence of his mother helena um, begins to give imperial property away to the church for use as worship places and uh so that's you know how we come into uh, the the um, possession of, of these great buildings. Uh, the picture that, that we have up here is Constantine uh, at the feet of uh, uh, the Holy Father, and uh, you know presenting the, uh, the palace to him. And you can see some buildings there in the back. That's not exactly what it looked like, but uh, it, it, so he gives them the Pope, Saint Sylvester. He gives him the Lateran Palace as a place to live because Constantine felt that as the Bishop of Rome, he should have a place worthy of uh, the dignity of his office. So by 324, on November the 9th, we have the dedication of the Basilica that is built next to uh, that palace. Of course, time goes on. Uh, About the 10th century, there's a major remodeling of the space that happens. And then in the 14th century, in 1308, Uh, the papacy leaves Rome. Uh, It is uh, the the French king arranges for the appointment of many French cardinals who then elect a French pope who then uh, Philip, the king of France, pulls and, and has him come to France. And the papacy remains there for many many years until 1377. So when the popes come back to uh, when some sense comes to them because they realize that they're you know being pressured by the king of France and, and used as his tool once they get away from that and come back to uh, to Rome uh, Saint John Lateran is in ruins and so then they take up residence on the Vatican Hill and that's how the whole situation as we as we have it today comes to be you know the, the popes lived in Saint John Lateran for a thousand years they've only lived in uh, Saint Peter's for 637 so there's a little more history in that place. So, you know, these are important things to know and to understand because again, of what these buildings mean to us, you know, and and, and God's presence in our lives, God's presence in in the life of the world. And St. Paul, as we hear today, you know, Paul witnessed new buildings relying on older ones as foundations. And so, Paul easily you know, grasps the image of, of growth in the church. But, but he's telling us that it's very, very important that we remain um, focused on Jesus Christ. He is the foundation. And we build our lives upon that foundation. Paul says, you know, relying on God's grace, he says that he is the master builder of the church. And, and that, that you know, because of that, Christ built the best of foundations. And then Paul goes on and he says, and another is building upon it. And that's you. You know, you're the other that is building upon that foundation. But then Paul goes on and he cautions us. He says that each one must be careful how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than the one that is there, namely Jesus Christ. So as we celebrate the dedication of the Lateran Basilica, we, we call to mind more than a building. We call to mind Jesus. We call to mind this person. And I think as Catholic Christians, you know, we, when we talk about the Church, when we you know, talk about other things around that, we, we have this idea of institution. And institutions are important. It's the only way to keep us from being in chaos. But the church is Jesus Christ. The church is a person. Our devotion is to a person, this Lord of ours, this Jesus who who died for us so that we might live. And that's where our focus needs to be as we live our lives out. As most of us sit here, you know, I, I have to ask, is your faith solid? Is it built on a, a foundation? Is it built on that person? That person who is Jesus. And, and I, I think most of us, you know, it's a lifelong journey. Let's say that we've got a lot of work to do. There are still more bricks and more mortar in our lives that have to be put together in this faith of ours but you have to make the effort to do that you have to open yourselves up to learning more about this Jesus of ours you, you do that by coming here on Sundays and listening to Scripture and and hopefully a good homily But there's more to it than that and I know in your busy busy lives and, and we're all busy it's hard it's very difficult but it's very important This. Solid foundation of Jesus to be able to understand what that means so that our good and holy lives may be built up upon it. You know, the church through its centuries has seen itself fall into despair and it's endured its share of earthquakes, you know, destructive forces that uh, come from outside of it and, and from inside as well. But always, the foundation has remained and new and, and better structures have been built on that foundation and, and it's the same with our lives we do stupid things, we do sinful things but coming around to realizing the mercy of this Jesus of ours, we start anew we start over and we, we change and we move towards him. and that's, that is the journey, the pilgrimage of, of, of our lives. Is, is your faith personal with Jesus Christ? You know your friends who are evangelicals probably ask you that all the time and you're uh, uh. but pray about that. make it happen. you know that, that, that personal faith that personal relationship with the lord is is what we must have the lord wants that he wants that friendship with us and the, the church is here to help you to do that and uh to foster that and to uh, help you to to grow in everything good and holy is your faith solid enough to build upon you know going back to our first reading does what flow from, flows from us, like the water from the temple, make for new growth based in Jesus Christ? And Father James and I have talked often, and a lot, particularly later, where, lately, we were constantly sitting around talking about something called the new evangelization. You know How can we as priests bring others back to Jesus Christ? How can can you do that? And it's not just our responsibility. And and if it is, it's not going to happen very well. But you, in your families, in your workplaces, in your schools, every one of us knows at least one person who is away from the Lord, is away from his church. And the most important thing is for you, first and foremost, to be the example to be the person of Jesus to them and do the inviting. You bring them back. And you've heard the statistics. Roman Catholic Church is the largest church in the United States, about 70 million people. The second largest church, Catholics who are no longer Catholic, 17 million. So there's a lot of work to be done. A lot of good work. John Paul II was the one who introduced this term, the new evangelization. And that is focused on those who are already Christians, to bring them to the truth, to bring them to this person who loves us and whom we love.